Welcome back, everyone, to the third installment of Krokov Confidential. We apologize for the delay in releasing this episode, as the Dractator has been on a long campaigning route throughout the many states of Krokov. Uh, if you remember, there is a huge election coming up December 1st to determine the new Dractator, whether that be Elias here or his two... Um, I guess, enemy candidates. What are their names, Elias, just to remind everyone? Roj V and um, the... Chairman of the Committee of the People, right? Yes. So Roj V and then the Chairman of the Committee of the People. What's the Chairman of the Committee of the People's name? Do you know? Um, Bella Williams. Bella Williams, yes. And we'll actually... uh, We should have her on uh, in a near episode to discuss um, some... I guess kind of... uh, I'll uh, mediate kind of a debate between you guys, and we'll um, kind of iron some stuff out before we hit the election. But nonetheless, uh, the Dractator was off campaigning. Uh, did that go well? I don't remember. A little, but I don't really know if I'm going to win this election. Uh, why is that? What do you think that? Well, the polls are really against me, and mm. it looks like... Um, Bella Williams will probably win. She'll be the new Dractator? Rose the Fifth is close behind. And you're in third, huh? Yes. Any, uh, any ideas to flip the tables then? <sighs> A miracle. <laughs> A miracle? Alright, well we will hope and pray for one. Um, so today our topic actually changed a little bit from what we had planned. We were going to kind of go over the policies, but we think we're going to put that together in the next episode where we kind of discuss um the dractator and then his um counter candidates and the other parties running for that title so how elias and the committee of the chairman of the people bella uh they'll kind of hash it out in a debate and go over some policies there and, and figure some stuff out but today we have a very special episode um, about the creatures of Krokov, and I'll have Elias do, the Dractator here, do most of the talking, as uh, he is very familiar with these texts, but they were written by one George B. Hadfield. Uh, he's a PhD. Is he from Krokov? Yes, yes, he is. Okay, uh, is he still alive, or did he pass away? He's still alive. Okay. He's still alive. So he is actually taking it upon himself to document um, the many creatures you can find in Krokov, um, facts about them, their status, the foods that they eat, how fast they can move, and uh, whether or not you want to come across them in the wild. So we actually have two editions of Creatures from Krokov. So we have Creatures from Krokov, which is the volume one, and then even more Creatures from Krokov, um, which is the second installment, both by George B. Hadfield. Um, so why don't we hop into the first one then and kind of run through a few of the creatures that you want to talk about. So let's talk about the Aglfoof. I'm just going to kind of let the Dractator take over here uh, as he's very knowledgeable about this text and kind of uh, instruct everyone on... What we can find in the great country of Krokov. Alright, starting with the Agglefoof. The Agglefoof is a very, very, very dangerous 
creature. Mm. It moves at about three-fourths of the warp resort, which is pretty slow. Now, what is a warp resort? A warp resort is the um, measurement of speed in Krokov. Okay, and what is that relative two miles per hour? Do you remember? I remember seeing it in the past. Do you remember what yes. it is? It is um, one warp resort equals five miles per hour. So this thing travels at three-quarters of a warp resort? Yes. So that's what, like three and a half miles per hour, something like that? Yes. Okay. So I'd say that's pretty slow. Okay. Yes. Continue. Considering they have one foot. One because... foot, so they hop? Well, yeah, because they have they have one foot, but it has about um, four to six claws on this one foot. And it is, it, it's a Y-shaped very interesting animal because its head is like a U shape mm. because it has basically in the middle uh, or at the bottom of these this U shape is its mouth which has many tiny very small sharp teeth and it has from from 2 to 12 eyes on mm. each of these ends of this u-shape it's very interesting and it um unfortunately its status is very high and it is a very strong danger to um the people of Krokov. so it is carnivorous then yes it is okay very interesting yes and it can pretty much live anywhere which is another danger the one thing is it's very good at jumping so it can jump from the ground onto a very high spot. And it, it it is, they're hard to kill. So they have, they've been designing special weaponry to kill or stun these agglefoof. The agglefoof. Mm -hmm. Interesting, so if someone sees an agglefoof, run the other way. Obviously they move pretty slow, so you can probably like a briskly walk to avoid it, but yes. get away from the agglefoof, correct? Yes, they're, they're between one to two feet tall, which is about maybe six mini zorts tall. Oh, how much is a mini zort? About five inches. Five inches, okay. It's a couple feet tall. Yes. All right, so I'm actually in Even More Creatures from Krokov Volume 2. The Dractator has Volume 1. And I've just come across a very interesting creature called the Glagash Lagorgigik. The, yes. Is that how you pronounce that? Glagish Lorgigik. Yes. Glagish And this thing looks absolutely ferocious. So to kind of describe it to the listener, it, it almost looks like a sort of wolf kind of creature with very sharp talons. Mm -hmm. uh, many eyes, probably at least a dozen on each side of its head, it seems. And its tail is actually a snake. And on the end of said tail is actually a snake head with very long uh, fangs. Is this a poisonous snake? Yes, yes, very poisonous. Okay, so you've actually... got double trouble, mm -hmm. right? Either end of this animal is... Yes. Okay, so this lives in the forest, it looks like. It moves incredibly fast at 60 Wazorp Wazorps per hour. And just to remind everyone, a Wazorp Wazorp is... How many miles per hour again? I'm so sorry. Um, five. Five miles per hour, so 60 times five. If my math is correct, this thing runs at 300 
miles per hour, which is, uh, you can't escape this thing if, if you come across it. Uh, so it's very dangerous. Um, this George B. Hadfield has made a good point of letting us know it's dangerous. Um, and, and the status is critical. Does that mean it's almost extinct? Yes. Okay, so thankfully this, this creature is almost extinct, but good lord. The Glaglash Logorgigic is, uh, is quite a formidable beast. Yes. Are these pretty easy to kill? No, very, 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 hard to kill. very, very, very hard to kill. I mean, if they're running at, at 60 resort resorbs or 300 miles per hour, that is, I mean, you can hit that with a gun, I don't, I don't imagine, unless you're very lucky. Um, yes. Interesting. All right, so what's the next creature in uh, volume one you want to talk about? The chuppy, or chuppy. The chuppy. Okay, what is a chuppy? It is a, it's a, only about a warp resort tall, about the size of a human head. Okay. It has two eyes, um, one very large mouth, and about five to six very stubby small feet. It can float, and its speed is about two warp resorts per hour. Okay. Which is about ten miles, 10 miles per, per hour. hour. All right, that's pretty solid. And, and it's it's an it's it very very common, and they're they're considered almost like insects because they're that common. Hmm. Now, do they make a particular noise? Like, what, the, the call? <laughs> they literally say, <laughs> this is my best imitation. <clears throat> All right, this is an impression of a chuppy, everyone. Chuppy. That's what they do. Can you do it again just a little louder? <clears throat> chuppy. So that's what they sound when they're yes. floating around. They're just yes. chuppy. Okay, very interesting. All right, they so live... that's where their name comes from there, yes. I'm assuming. They can live pretty much anywhere, but in particularly hot areas or steamy areas like a jungle. And they will pre pretty much eat anything. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Now, are they a, a danger to us? No, no, no. They're very, very friendly. Okay, but they'll munch on bugs, fruit, yep. anything they can come across. Yep, metal, anything. Metal? Oh my goodness! So these things can quite literally <laughs> consume anything. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's actually pretty insane. Wow. Yes. So what is the next creature? We've got the we got the the Agglefoof. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the the Hellhound again and the Chuppy. So what's the next one here that we want to talk about? In my volume, it, the next one is the Tree Drake. The Tree Drake. And it's a very very large lizard-like creature and it lives in in forests because like it Unto its name, it lives in trees, and they are also very rare. And their speed is about three warp resorts per hour, which is about 15 miles per hour. <clears throat> and unfortunately, um, they eat in their they eat meat, and they are very carnivorous animals. Mm. <clears throat> so they, they're they're a danger to us. Yes, they are. Okay. And what is this creature called again? I'm sorry. The Tree Drake. Tree Drake. And could I see the picture real quick? Okay, wow, yeah. This thing is like uh, a dragon, yes. pretty much, is what it looks like. Very interesting. It's about the size of a very large dog. Okay. All right, that's not too bad. Yes. <clears throat> um, so I'm, I'm in volume two, just to remind everyone. And it, it, this great griever. Yes. How tall is this thing? Ah. Uh. It eats trees, so I'm assuming this thing's pretty massive. It's about a warp resort tall. How big is that? A warp resort is... It's a very... It's a little smaller than a mile. Uh, a, wazor, uh, a warp, warp resort? resort? Yes. So we have warp resorps is the speed. 
and a warp absorb is the length. Well, actually, the they're the same. They're, they're the same. same. Yes. So warp you absorbs measure... per hour and warp absorbs. Warp absorbs per hour and warp absorbs. Mm -hmm. They're the same, but they use okay used in different uh, different contexts. Like miles or miles per hour. Okay, so this great griever is extremely large. It moves very quickly. It lives in the mountains. Yes. And it's a danger to us. Now, is it a danger to us because it could just step on us? Is that yes, a problem? That's okay. Pretty, it could crush a house with a mere swipe of its foot. Mm. It's, so this it's thing is very large. I mean, it looks pretty incredible. It's like a, it reminds me of a very large bear um, mm -hmm. with a, a relatively small head compared to the rest of its body. But is it is it fuzzy? Does it have scales? Fuzzy. It it's very, okay. very fuzzy. So it's very, very fuzzy. And these ha uh, live in the mountains, so yes. I suppose we just kind of avoid that region and we should be yes. fine. Yes. Oh. Now the next creature in my volume is the leopard leaf. The leopard leaf. Yes. And it eats things like... It, it's about the size of a leaf. Okay. And it's called the leopard leaf because... It eats, it is very carnivorous and it likes to munch on cattle or cows. Mm. But it disguises itself as a leaf and basically it, it's a blood sucker, so I would avoid this if you could. And it, it moves at about one eighth of a warp as well. <clears throat> okay, that's pretty slow then. Yeah, it's very small and slow. It mm. has tiny little bristle like feet and, and its habitat is very tall grass. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. So it, it disguises itself as vegetation and then hops on to the nearest victim and just yes. so it's like a tick. Basically. But a little bit more sophisticated. Yes. Let's see. So have you met George B. Hatfield before? I've had the pleasure of meeting him once before at mm. the University of Flippip. Yes. Interesting. And the University of Flippip is in Croke Island, I'm assuming. Yes. Did yes. you study there? I did when I was young. Yes. Okay. Very interesting. Okay, so George B. Hadfield, professor at the University of Flippip, is that correct? Yes. All right, Flip he was. He was a professor at the University of Flippip, um, where our very own Dractator studied, to remember everyone, uh, enroll at the University of Flippip because the Dractator went there and he's obviously very successful, which should say something about the school. Um, so are you particularly fond of the creatures of Prokop? Is this something that you're very passionate about? Well, I always really liked animals and creatures, so even though they might be dangerous, I still, I still feel as though I have a, a passion towards all these animals, these strange creatures that I found mm. in my travels. Mm. So you've you've helped document these with Hadfield, Doctor Hadfield. I did help take a few pictures and snapshots and write down a few notes about a few of these animals. Like the chuppies you seem to be quite yes. familiar with. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Are there any more in volume one? So I'm, I'm looking in volume two and there's actually this bird called the Blair Carey, mm -hmm. um, which it, it looks, it, it closer to him is kind of a stork. Yes. It's what we would have um, on earth. <clears throat> um, pretty, pretty straightforward. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it looks like it kind of eats plants, lives in the forests. Is this a flighted bird? Yes, it is a, a flighted bird. It's about okay. the size of a sparrow, but it okay. looks more of a, like a stork. Yeah, it's like a very, very small stork. Um, yes. And it's called a Blair Carey. Yes. And these look pretty cool if you're out in, in, in Krokov in the forest and you see one of these things. Definitely snap a picture. Um, yes. It's a really beautiful looking bird. Wow. Yes. 
They have very, they have very interesting feathers because they can reflect any color that that shines on, but instead of the color that it is reflecting, it does the opposite of that color. So they look very, very interesting because mm. of these strange feathers. Very interesting. Scientists wow. are still puzzled by these amazing feather-like thing things. Wow. They're not exactly feathers though. It's very interesting. Scale-like feathers. Mm. Interesting. Now, the next one in my book is the Calicork. The Calicork? Yes, the Calicork. It is a very strange looking monkey-like, um, about the size of a, a smallish dog with a very prominent nose. If you look at this picture, see? Oh, it looks like a, a monkey dog yes. kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. And its tail is split at the end, and it has... Um, it has a very, very prominent nose, like I said, and um, small ears, so it doesn't have very good hearing, but it's, it's smelling, it's uh, sense of smell is amazing. Okay. It moves at about seven warp zords per hour. Okay, 35 yes. miles per hour, it's about. Mm-hmm. And it lives in forests. It's endangered, and they, they eat meat and stuff, and they may attack you. Or throw sticks or stones at you. So, if 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 you ha if you happen to run across one of these in a forest or or um, jungle, perhaps I would avoid them. Um, but other other than that, they're very interesting monkey-like creatures. Yes. Mm. Yes. And what's the what are they called again? I'm sorry, I keep forgetting. Calicork. The calicork. Yes, the calico. Very interesting. All right, let's highlight one more of these creatures, and then we'll, uh, we'll move forward with a little bit more discussion about kind of the regions of, of Krokov. I want to talk more about the stuff we've kind of gone over. What's the next one that you want to uh, highlight from volume one of Creatures from Krokov? Because we don't want to give it away. You know, we want people to go out and buy these books and support uh, George B. Hadfield, because mm -hmm. um, Dr. Hadfield has done some really incredible things. Um, one, you know, mainly identifying what animals are present in Krokov, which is something that happens here on Earth, and you know, constantly new species are being discovered and deemed extinct. So being able to document the existence of these animals is vital for our understanding of how they have impacted the environment of Krokov, as well as the history of Krokov and how people um, you know, survived off of these, these animals as resources or how they have affected the terrain or the biome. Yes. Um, so being able to locate these and keep up with them and, and give them um, endangerment ratings as well as, as we see some of these creatures are near extinction and that just helps us um, find ways to preserve them right so yes. so George George Hadfield Dr. Hadfield has done some really incredible things everyone so I definitely encourage you to support his his work by purchasing um, his books on the creatures of Krokov or just donating some money to um, his um, his laboratory as it as it were and um, his cause because I know he's, he's doing a lot to preserve the environment here in Krokov uh, but anyway we'll, we'll get back to it one more creature from volume one and I'll have the Dractator pick out uh, which one he wants to talk about yes all right now this next creature is called the Mimic Tree. 
M Y M I C T R I. Mimic tree. Mimic tree. Yes. Interesting. It's interesting spelling on that. Yes, yes. Oh, I like it. It looks like a tree. That's why it's called the mimic tree. It has eyes that look like that look like um knots on a tree and it has slits that may look like pieces of bark for a nose and a mouth that also looks like bark. Mm. Tentacles that look like roots. And it, it is very, very, very strange. Okay, it, its habitat is in forests because it wants to blend in with the trees. And if a bird land lands on its on its branches, it will reach up with one of its tentacles, grab the bird, and eat it. Mm. it. Is it wouldn't necessarily try to harm a human, but sometimes the roots will burst out of the ground and try to grab you. They're very, very, very naughty. Creatures. They're naughty creatures. <laughs> yeah, they're naughty. They, they're, they're, <clears throat> they move at about two warp sorts per hour with their, these strange tentacle, root-like tentacles, um, which is about ten miles per hour. <clears throat> and they're they're pretty common, as far as status goes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's pretty much all I, all I have is on on the mimic tree. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, what is your favorite creature? In Krokov, if you if you could pick, my very favorite would have to be the national bird, which is the Krokovian bong custard. The Krokovian bong custard. Yes. Do you, has uh, Doctor Hadfield documented this creature yet? Um, I'm assuming probably. it's our, it's obviously a national animal, so it's been yes. known the national yes. bird, so everyone knows about it. Okay. Yes. Um, what are some characteristics of it, if you if you don't mind? It its feathers are very greasy and black, and it it is known as a very predatory eagle-sized or eagle-like bird that preys on other smaller animals like a calicork, for instance. Mm. And its beak is very long and large, and it is curved at the end like the beak of an eagle. And it is. I, I don't remember exactly who picked it as our national bird, but they probably picked it because it is very well known as a very, very, very dangerous bird of prey. And another interesting characteristic about it is the way its 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 call sounds like a trumpet, which is very interesting. And it is it is no its call is one of the more more well-known facts about it because mm. it sounds like a like a like a yeah a trumpet a bugle or a bugle really for for a bugle for sounding the alarm or something it's very interesting mm. yes mm. and what is this called again i'm sorry the um bong custard the, the bong the crocovian bong custard how yes. how big is it about about the size of a large eagle okay a bald eagle like we would have Maybe a little bigger than a little bit bigger. Than. So wingspan of seven to eight feet, if yes. we're talking um, U.S. Met- yes. uh, units. Okay, not metric, but units. Okay. Um, wow, that's yeah. very interesting. So that would have to be uh, the Dractator's favorite. Yes. Favorite animal. Okay. How long have you been interested in Doctor Headfield's work? Well, pretty much ever since I met him. Mm. He was my science teacher at um, the University of Flippip, and he taught me uh, many interesting facts. He had private lessons with me also. It's, we got to know each other quite well. Mm. Yes. Mm. So that was just a season in your life where you were able to be connected. 
um, yes. with Dr. Hadfield here and obviously develop passion um, for his work. Now, are you, would you consider yourself to be a conservationist um, with well, Krokovian Wildlife? As the leader of Krokov, I can, I, I can only, well, I like to use my influence to help all the creatures and animals and the amazing biome of this amazing country mm. as much as I possibly can. Because I, I always love these creatures because, like I said, I had a strange passion for them ever since I, ever since I came across one of these creatures. Well, what was the first one you like noticed, like as a child, like growing up? Like, what was the first one that really stood out to you? When I was very, very young, about maybe about five years old, I was walking in a forest, pretending to be. I don't know, the king of the forest or something. <laughs> and I came across this very strange looking bird. And if anyone was wondering, it was a Blair Carry. Mm. It waddled up to me. And it gave out this strange, almost human like call. And I really, I thought it was, it sounded like it was saying hello or something. And that mm. really struck me. And I, th ever since then, I really tried to defend these strange, amazing, wonderful creatures. Hmm. Oh, what a beautiful story. So the Blair Carey, you had a, a, a connection with it, a kind of a, yes. a really intimate moment there out in the forest mm -hmm. where you kind of discovered that the world was a little bit bigger than maybe you had been aware. And then, and maybe even, not maybe not even that, but just an understanding of how incredible... Mm -hmm. Uh, life is and that and that helped uh solidify um its value in your mind if if that's correct yes wow that's really remarkable mm. now as this is kind of moving forward and this may actually this may help you in the polls we never know but is is part of your your plan going forward as a directator to to allocate some funding towards like a national do you have a national park service in Krokov? Yeah, I do. It's very in the National Wildlife Protection and Conservation um, uh, Alliance in Krokov. Yes. Okay, and that is so. Will you plan on continuing to allocate funding to this? And, yes. And um, what are the I guess primary duties of that? Are you are you building more parks? Are you cleaning up the ones you have? Are you obviously documenting more of the animals yes. and taking measures to... Okay. So just a and, little bit of everything? Yes. Making re reservations or preserving res reservations. Mm. Like the Great Marshes. Mm. Where are those located relative to and, the state? Uh, to the country? In Vicor. In Vicor? Okay. Yes, the Great Marshes. Are in Vicor. Is that on like eastern, western? Is it in the middle? It's... Somewhere nearer to the coast than, than a few other states, but other it's 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 near to the coast, but still in like the around the mainland. It's a very large state. Okay, and that's where the great uh, the great marshes are. Yes, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. Hmm. So yeah, the wow. Okay, so that's going to be part of the the policy moving forward. Yeah. Obviously, is continuing. These preservations, and I, I was blanking, but here's the question I wanted to ask. Is hunting legal in, in Krokov? Um, there are a few animals that are legal to hunt. Um, 
for instance, the Gurk, which has a very short, stubby trunk mm. and looks much like a very fat, very, very smallish horse with small ears. And it also has these inch-long fangs that it uses mm. to protect itself. And the, uh, actually, the, um, the native Krukovians that live in the Ketasak Rock Desert ride them. And so the they, native Krokovians in the Katarak Ketasak. Ketasak Rock Desert yes. ride these gorks. Gurks. Gurks, excuse me, yes. I'm very sorry. It's these gurks. Yes. And they are a huntable species. Yes, they are. But they're also used by the so the Krokovian natives, they're yes. much like the mm-hmm. um I guess we'll be we we'll call them Indians still? Here in the States, no. the Native Americans yes. um, here in, in the U.S. So they're like the Native Americans of, yes. of Krokov. Mm-hmm. Wow. And is the meat of, of this, this creature good? It's a tough meat, but it's very juicy, and it tastes more... It's very, very interesting, because I tried it once myself, and I thought it tasted like a fruit, but a very, very tough meat-like stringy fruit. Mm. It's very interesting. Very good. Very Weird. Did the did the Krokovian natives make it for you? Or did you have it like at a restaurant? I actually was on a um on the camp- campaign trail trying to conv- convince some of these natives to vote cuz they they have they still have the right to vote, but they haven't I haven't convinced them to vote for vote for Dractator. So they're still, like, they have the right to vote, but they're kind of refusing that. Yes. They they have their own, have their own civilization, basically. So what, like, are they protected, like, on a reservation kind of thing? Well, they don't really go beyond this desert, because they're just built for the desert. Hmm. So they're not too concerned with which tractators in control, it doesn't matter. Would this vote from this subpopulation be pretty significant though like would this swing it your way if you did get their vote there's not very many of them but it still would help a lot okay well we can hope that um your efforts and just going there and trying to communicate um made a difference there you know because you know i i would certainly be sad to see you uh, dethroned as it were but i guess we're just gonna have to see what happens on december 1st yes do you have any last words um, for your listeners before we head into this debate with uh, Chairman of the Peoples, Bella Williams, uh, for our next episode, which will actually come out um, probably the day before the election. We'll have to record that just to get everything out of the way. And then um, I guess we'll have an update after the votes have been counted and um, we can declare the winner. But uh, what would you like to say to the people of, of Krokov and the people of Earth? Um, to give you some support. What are you going to do for, for this country? Like I said, I'm still working on trying to keep these amazing creatures alive. And even though they might try to attack you, they're still very fascinating creatures that I would still try to protect mm. with with all my resources, if possible. Mm. A noble cause in, in, many, in many eyes, uh, as well as mine. I think this is a very important thing to focus on and I commend you for taking a stand 
uh, with that. So to the listener, uh, thank you for tuning in today. And again, we apologize for how long it's been since our last episode. But as we said before, the Dractator's out campaigning. It's a very busy time for him right now. Um, And I've definitely been kind of trying to keep up with him on his travels, but tend to um, my house as it were. Um, But stay tuned. We'll have another episode up very soon. It'll be a special debate with a guest. Again, the chairman of the Committee of the Peoples, Bella Williams, one of the three candidates running for the position of Dractator. Um, I don't think we're not going to get Roche. 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 He's not going to be in here at all, is he? No. No. He's kind of a jerk, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. We're we're not big time enough for him to come on. He he wants to go on the other Bukabi and talk shows, but we managed to get the chairman of the Peoples uh, to come in. So hopefully that'll be a treat. And uh, we'll be able to give you guys a little bit more insight into what to expect um, out of the policies of the Dractator as well as um, the other candidate. And then um, I guess the fate of Krokov and the fate of these beautiful creatures will lie in this election and the subsequent ones as well, as each term is only a year. So uh, let's hope that these votes swing around, right? Yes. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you about a week less than that probably fantastic